There we go. Hello. Hey, you. <laughs> um, so let's explore Dr. Joe Dispenza, the, uh, the, the neuroscientist who is bridging the gap between science and spirituality. Um, do you want me to start off with the story of him or? Um, yes, go ahead. All right. So just to brief it real quick, because he's such a fascinating guy. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a neuroscientist. And uh, he actually ended up in a bicycle accident, and I think someone hit hit him from behind, and he ended up paralyzed. The doctors told him that he absolutely needed to get the surgery to realign his spine, and they said he also would not be able to walk for the rest of his life. Uh, He declined the surgery, and the doctors were all baffled. They were like, what the hell? You can't do this. It's just not going to work that way. He didn't listen to anyone he used the power of visualization to heal his spine. He, he sat in deep meditation for several days. This did not happen overnight, obviously. And he actually in detail, every single notch of his spine, he visualized itself uh, healing and repairing and without, without surgery, without anything, just meditation alone, he healed his spine. So he went from being paralyzed after the bike accident to being able to walk again. And now he's helping people get into that space of awareness to change their lives in absolutely profound ways. He's working with cancer patients, diabetics, um, people with autoimmune stuff. Um, he's a fascinating guy. And uh, he, he works with the quantum field. For, 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 for those that don't know, uh, the quantum field is the field of the unknown, of potential. And literally, potential is what Dr. Joe Dispenza is all about. He's all about tapping into, and this goes back to personality. Um, His slogan is, your personality creates your personal reality. So whatever it is that you want, you have to become unfamiliar with who you've been and and familiarize yourself with the unknown, which is very challenging for a lot of people because unfamiliarity, let me say that again. unfamiliarity scares the shit out of most people. So stepping into that space can be very challenging for people. Um, But yeah, that's briefing him. He's a very interesting guy. I've read his book, uh, Becoming Supernatural. It is very in-depth and awesome. Um, He also has another book out there called um, You Are the Placebo. And um, yeah, so let's let's dive more into him and let's talk about stuff. Where do you want to go with this, Carla? Um, Maybe uh, how... We have been applying what he teaches in our lives as examples. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. And I think that that's kind of, I, I don't want to like label it as a small scale example. It's definitely not like as in depth as like the meditation stuff that has you like in detail. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I just gave a brief of Dr. Joe Dispenza and I talked about what happened and uh, we had to make two separate clips. So that's where we're here now. Um so yeah, just to reframe real quick, Dr. Joe Dispenza is a neuroscientist who's bridging the gap between science and spirituality, and uh, he's all about potential. Um, he's all about stepping into the unknown and re- again, um, your personality creates your personal reality. That's what he's all about. So what Perla wanted to explore here is uh, something that she and I have been doing. Well, <laughs> to be totally honest, I think I've only done it once. But it's important to do because 
if uh, if you're looking to shape your day and your week in a way that's actually very productive, visualization is the key. Go ahead, Perla. Um, well, there are two things that I'm trying to do, but I'm not really um, great at them. I'm just starting. I really, I want to be excellent at it, but it takes time. Um, it's not... I'm a normal person and it's not something that comes easy to do. Um, the part you the part you were referring to about being getting familiar to, with the unknown, I think the way to translate that into a practical sense on a, on our day-to-day lives is like if I choose that to incorporate more greens into my diet, like eat more, eat healthier. And I start eating a salad um, or something raw with every meal, fruit or vegetables that are raw. Um, that's a step into the unknown <laughs> for a lot of people, right? Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so as, if it, I it's, always have... I, I just wanted to say real quick, it's actually really funny that you mentioned that because when I first went vegetarian, um, I went from all meat to all salad. <laughs> so anyway, keep going. Yeah, but very few people do a cold turkey kind of black and white. We, we Normal people, like the majority of people do not just stop doing something one day forever like you just as a gradual transition and just doing a small thing like going to the gym for 30 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day it could be a step into the unknown uh buying uh organic only organic is a step into the unknown um maybe Doing something that is healthy or quitting something, um, doing it less, is a step into the unknown. And the thing is that we, what, what Dr. Dispenza says is to, um, instead of seeing that change as something foreign, we can just start meditating about us in this change, like this new person quote-unquote like this new element of our personality that we're adding because with habits uh when we have the different habits affect our personality affect the way we think affect uh our values so when when we start living a life away from drugs and alcohol or away from toxic uh relationships negative relationships um uh, we let go of a lot of aspects of our personality and our values and our behaviors. So new, a new personality emerge. And um, if we just visualize this new personality and get familiar with it, uh, be, pay attention to who we are and how we're changing and, and meditate on that, on that see how we i used to react this way now i'm reacting this way and i choose this new way it's the best for me and you you kind of scan your whole personality changes 
constantly. That helps in the incorporation of uh, a new you that is going to make healthier the decisions for yourself. And it increases trust, self-trust, personality, uh, your, your, your um, decision-making, your, your tr self-trust, self-confidence, all of that. It helps building up that. But it's not like I'm, I'm not, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's very hard for me. It's a hard process. It's not something like what you were saying that he will sit down and meditate and scan his, his back uh, <laughs> to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. I think for the majority of people, that's just not something that, I mean, not that we can't do it, but um, it looks almost beyond reach for the majority. Um, what do you think about that? I would agree with that. And I think that it's kind of similar to, um, you know, how, how Eckhart Tolle talks about this idea of enlightenment being only for the Buddha. I like what you said about it's far out of reach for a vast majority of people. And I would only, I would only agree with that to the extent that the vast majority of people are not disciplined in focusing their awareness in a specific area or space or thing. Um, many people are kind of like scatterbrained and everything is kind of like awareness is everywhere, uh, front, back, side to side, up to everywhere. Um, and that becomes one of the biggest challenges, but it's interesting that like what you said regarding like personality and stuff and, you know, trying to step into the unknown and be different and stuff and bringing that energy into everything you do. Um, I really like what Tom Bilyeu had to say about that. Tom Bilyeu actually had Dr. Joe Dispenza on, uh, impact theory on one of the episodes. It's a great episode. And Tom Bilyeu argues that potential is practically infinite. Like the ability, like for, for starters, there, there is, um, there's this thing in psychology called the adaptation response and human beings, we're, we're built with potential. Like aside from the fact that we've evolved from primates, like, like as it stands, we are built with potential. Intelligence is not fixed. You and and by the way, intelligence is personality. You can be whoever it is that you want to be. It just requires stepping into a space of, I would argue, vulnerability. When you're in the unknown, you're in something that you don't know that you're not familiar with. Therefore, you are vulnerable because you don't know what's going on. Um, and this is very challenging too, because. And specifically, when you step into the unknown, what's going to happen is that your mind is basically going to scream at you. <laughs> what are you doing? Red flag, red flag, stop. Nope, nope, come back. Come on. That's really uncomfortable. I don't like, I don't, it's going to, it's going to try to pull you out of that. It's going to try to pull you out of what it is that you want and bring you back into the safe, comfortable stuff. And what's, what's funny too, is that the safe and comfortable known familiar stuff, like it might be all that, but it it's very likely that it's not beneficial for you. Like whether it's like, you know, toxic relationships or unhealthy food or, you know, uh, media that's not good for you. That's planting ideas of, you know, fear and terror in your mind and heart. Um, and it's just, it's, it's interesting how built for potential we are, but how little, how, how a small majority of the people are seeking it and to, to seeking or, or are seeking to actualize their potential on a very large scale. Um, so basically, 
this this uh this thing that Tom Villeneuve said was that uh he said when you have an idea for who it is that you want to be you can get there actually really fast you have to be patient with yourself but he also believes in this idea of fuck patience which i think is very interesting which is what has led him to become super successful him and his wife lisa um they they own a multi-billion dollar company i think it's uh quest health um but he talks about this idea of who you want to be bring that into every single detail of your day-to-day life of your minute-to-minute life and this goes into adaptation response now going back to joe dispenza yes like you were saying um you know doing organic instead of regular doing um greens instead of meat do like like whatever it is you're stepping into the unknown and you know like for instance meat if your body's familiar with that your body's going to look at the greens it's going to look at the organics it's going to it's going to it's going to automatically unconsciously be like Ugh. it's not going to want it it's it's going to be like no no get that out of here give give me that that fat juicy you know delicious thing that i know i love and that i know my uh, my parasites are feeding no, i'm kidding <laughs> no but really though no. um there's a whole known universe inside of us that is pulling us into familiarity but i can promise you that if you continue to go down that path you will not grow you 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 will most definitely not manifest what it is that you actually truly want a quote that i came up with um I don't know if it was last year or the year before. It was some like something recently. Um, your comfort is killing your happiness. And it's true because if you can realize that, you know, everything that you are, everything that you're doing, everything that you want, I would argue, think that you want, you should question because it's likely that it's outdated and it's likely that. It's not really something that you want. But getting back to what Joe Dispenza has to say about all this stuff. If you can, on a day-to-day basis, just kind of like th- think, think about like what it is that you want for yourself. And you might recognize that you see it out of reach for whatever reason. Maybe you feel like you're not deserving of it. Maybe you, know, you feel held back by your friends and family, whatever it is. Your ability to attempt to step in the unknown is a necessary milestone to get you there. Um, but truly, like, here's another example, too. Um, you can still hear me, right? Yes, okay, I'm well, here. Um, here's a really good example. We probably have all experienced this at some point in our lives. Um, a lot of times when parents are bringing up their children, they present their children to their friends in a very specific way. I've heard things like, you know, um, oh, this, this person is just shy or this person, you know, has this, that, and the other. And I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's nothing but limiting. <laughs> and because they're a sponge, they're going to soak that, that up and that's going to condition them for the rest of their life. So it's likely that that's going to condition how they approach things in life for a very long time. This is why it's very, very, very important to be careful with how you approach your children and what it is that you say to them. Mm -hmm. Um, That is ultimately creating their personality. Now, at a certain point in their lives, they have the ability to consciously look at their personality 
and be like, hmm, do I want that? Do I not want that? How can I shape it? But interestingly enough, because of how we've been brought up in this world, most people don't realize that their personality is not fixed. They, they think that they're just fucked with what they've got and they're not, they can, they can have whatever, you know, like it's, it's likely that they just have emotional blockages from trauma. You know, maybe their parents instilled these ideas of, you know, in, in, uh, insecurity on them that were really just projections from them. They have nothing to do with them and they have to clear that stuff out and then step into the unknown. We, we are literally vessels. I don't mean for that to sound bad, but we are vessels of potential. Like you look at children, you know, and you hear this idea of children are potential for the future. Well, yes, of course. That like they are going to shape the future, but it's important for them to understand that they can shape themselves as they want to. And of course, sooner than later, you know, this is why I think it's important for meditation to be introduced in the classroom. Um, But yeah, just stepping into the unfamiliar, you know, like. Maybe you think that you're somebody, I really like the examples that you said, Perla, in terms of, you know, greens instead of meat or organic instead of regular. Um, You know, there's also like, you know, in terms of personality wise, okay, like I can talk to people. That's fine. The amount of people that are, that, that, that profoundly struggle with talking to people, it's, it's very real. But they have this voice in their head that's telling them, nope, not, no, that's not happening. You, you know what happens when you try to open up to people, you know, and then they kind of go back to their parents. Your, your parents showed you exactly what happened. It's, just, it's not going to work. Don't even, don't even think about it. Don't even do, get, walk out this door, get right back into that car, put those keys in the ignition, go home. Don't even think. You have this entire inner narrative that is steering you away from potential. It's steering you away from the unknown because the unknown is... Well, here, here's the funny thing. I think that this is what Teal Swan said, Perla. Um, it's not the unknown that people fear. It's what they think is inside of the unknown that scares the crap out of them. And I really like that because, like, throughout my life, when it came to, like, changing or, like, picking a direction, a lot of things were very unfamiliar and unknown. And I was projecting ideas of what I thought it was going to be into the unknown, into that space of... It, it, the unknown is unknown. You don't know what it is. You can't know what it is because it is unknown. Is that scary? Sure it is because it's unfamiliar. You don't know what it is. There's no sense of comfort and safety there. You don't know what it's going to be. But the extent to which we're going into that and we're projecting ideas of what we think it's going to be, it is also not that because that's ideas being projected of what we think it's going to be. And that's also mm-hmm. going to hinder our abilities to step into the unknown. Um, go ahead, babe. Uh, go ahead, Perla. Weigh in on this. Um, well, you said a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I, okay, the idea of visualizing everything that you do to the detail, um, as a way to manifest what you want in life, um, I like that. Um, it's not something that we can do. I think the average person can do to the T, like the every detail. Um, I try. I, I try to. I try to focus um, in the small details, like my body and 
uh, what I put in it and where do I go, who uh, I trust, who is in my circle, uh, how do I keep my place. But and, and I do it really well for a couple of days, but then I start losing track and everything becomes a little bit muddy and difficult again. Right. Um, it's an eternal process of getting back up and trying again. But I do have the inclination of doing that. Um, the Oh, and he also says, and that's something he says he does, which is right before he uh wakes up he not right after he wakes up uh before he stands up from his bed he visualizes his entire day and see how um right it's gonna play and he plays it like a movie and then when he's done scanning his whole day then he gets up um that's kind of relaxing for me <laughs> like <laughs> I, I like to do it because it it puts me in this um a state of calm like I know how things are gonna play um and it might not play the way I plan it but it mostly does <laughs> right um I don't know you said so many different things I actually which... just want to say one thing regarding what you just said Carla, because um you said something that reminded me of what I actually read in uh Joe's book um becoming supernatural so in that book if I'm remembering correctly, he talked about it's like mental movies. And I guess it goes back to visualizing your day. But then at the same time, I think he was talking about it on also a much grander scale in terms of visualizing your life. Your life, your life is a movie and you're the main character. So how do you want that movie to look? Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, getting back to what you were saying, go ahead. Um, my question is, which of, everything you talk about you want us to explore sorry um my question was uh what from everything you were talking about uh would you you want to explore oh okay um let's see i kind i kind of want to dive more into this idea of potential and the unknown because, like, here we go. Let's let's explore autopilot real quick. Okay. Actually, um. <laughs> maybe it'd be fun to explore a little bit of free will here. How do you feel about that? I don't remember when you started talking about free will. I didn't. Um, oh. But a lot of people don't believe that they have free will, and here we go. Talk here. Here we are talking about stepping into the unknown potential and breaking out of a mold that is, you know, what people believe to be a fixed personality. Uh, we don't have to explore free will. I just, you know, I thought it was kind of like interesting to put to to put in the mix. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, okay, so free will actually from my religious background is one of the greatest gifts that our creative gave to us and is is the decisive or like is that gift what set the war between our creator and and what 
in Christianity we call Satan. Um, Satan wanted us to just be perfect in the beginning. And the only way we could reach perfection if, if free will was taken away from us. Because if we didn't have free will, we would just do what we are told to do. And we will not sin. We will not do wrong things. We will not cause pain to ourselves. Um, if we didn't have free will, we'll be just like God, perfect. Um, but God decided not to give us free. Uh, gi uh, he decided to give us free will and free agency. Um, which means that we get to choose our path. We, we choose to go right or go left, move forward, stay backward, stay put. And that's up to each one of us. And that's that decision of giving us that free will is what ended up creating this duality like where we have dark dark forces tempting us to do things that give us pain at the end leave us empty uh, destroy us uh fill us with shame with self-doubt um with anger with being a sensation of not being safe and the forces of light which is um, love, safety, and belonging. And we are in the middle making choices uh, between fear and love. Um, that's the, at least the Church of Jesus Christ vision of what free will is. Um, it's one of the greatest gifts that we have, but it makes us deeply imperfect and we need to be okay with that <laughs> yeah um <laughs> free will is a very interesting it's a very interesting subject and um i, I like the way that uh th th thanks for sharing that by the way um i i like the way that dr joe dispenza explores it in the sense of until we step into the space of the unknown and potential, we're basically stuck on autopilot with the same thoughts, feelings, and behaviors recycling themselves throughout our day-to-day -day lives. And I just think that it's interesting. Because I, I remember one of the biggest introductions to free will that I've experienced in my life was when I back when I first started therapy and I, I, I read the power of now, which uh, by Eckhart Tolle, which changed my life forever. Um, I was completely identified with my mind, my thought processes, my feelings, everything. And so like when I, when I was introduced to this idea of, you know, that's not what's happening right now. Um, I kind of created a trigger for myself where like, whenever I was thinking about, um, you know, something that someone said to me and what I could have responded to them with kind of like 
you know, I created a trigger, like a, a snapping trigger where I was like, that's not happening right now. And it brought me back to the present moment. Now, what's interesting is that, and as Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about, the sweet spot of the generous present moment. He, ta- he calls it the generous present moment because in the present moment, there is, no, there is no past or future. There's just the present moment. When we're so mentally invested, and that's energy, by the way. Whenever you think a thought, that is energy. And that's going out and attracting like energy on behalf of that. When we're so caught up in the past or the future, we have no, well, yeah, we're caught up in the past and then we're projecting that familiar energy into a predictable future. So this is how it works, just so that people understand. You have a past. That is familiarity. Most people are projecting that familiarity into the future, thus creating a predictable future. So you're creating a future based on your past. So you're only giving yourself more of what you've already experienced. If you've experienced a fucking terrible life, and I'm going to be blunt about this because it's important to if you've experienced an absolutely terrible fucking life and you're, you're feeding your future from your past, you're only going to experience more of the same unless you consciously do something about it, step into the present moment, step into the unknown. Um, however, and this, this is how Joe Dispenza explores it, is he says um, you have to take your energy back. The reason why the present moment is so important is because you have to take your energy back. Usually you're giving your energy to the past and then to the future. You're giving it to the familiar past and that's putting it back into the predictable future. So when you take your energy back altogether, you have energy for creation, to create something new. And it's important to be able to do that because if you don't, like I said before, you're literally only going to create more of the same thing. You see people out there who have lived for decades the same way over and over and over. Yep, that's because they are taking energy from the past and creating a predictable future. The only way that you're going to change your life is by taking your energy back from the past and recultivating it in a way that has you aware of what it has been created, but also letting go of that and then having an idea consciously for what it is that you want your life to look like moving forward into the future. Um yeah. And, well, uh, yeah. I mean, you you read it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just it's fascinating because this goes back to the, the the quantum field. Nothing but potential, the unknown. There, there, there is a space where everything that you want exists, and so the way that this works is that our thoughts and emotions are antennas for attracting like energy. This is why every thought that you think, every, every feeling that you feel is um, it's important to be aware of because yeah. that, that is going into an energetic antenna that is attracting like energy. Um, and here's the thing too. Eckhart Tolle argues for, you know, our minds are incessant. They are just nonstop noise, 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 noise. We do not need to be thinking all the time. We just don't. That's just the way that it is. Now we can use our minds productively to think consciously and constructively. You like how I rhyme there? (laughs) Um, Hello. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, I, I got out of anchor for a second and I was. Oh yeah. If Um, you, if you, if you get out of anchor, it's going to stop. 
but I got out of anchor and trying to find it right now. Well, I can hear you. So, <laughs> um, yeah, get get back there. Um, where was I? So yeah, basically, um, as Eckhart talks about, you know, thinking productively and constructively and consciously. That's necessary, but we don't need to have this incessant noise going on all the time. Similarly, instead of being used by our emotions, we can consciously use use our emotions in meditation to attract. And I found this to be very interesting. This is also a matter of stepping into the unknown because most people, one, are overridden by their minds. And two, they're used by their emotions. You know, and so like if they can step out of that and create a gap of space and awareness in their thought processes and look at their emotions and be like wow all right so i can feel in my heart center gratitude and then attract based on that by the way by the way by the way by the way one of the most uh i should say it's not it's not easy i guess you could say but one of the most interesting ways to manifest is by sitting in the heart and Actually, Aaron Dowdy was talking about this on a, uh, it was either Instagram or YouTube story. You can still hear me, right, Carla? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Um, he was he was talking about how in a, um, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, but he was saying like, the reason why, the reason why the heart is, he said, he, he said the heart center is so much more powerful than the mind. And he said that in a way that was like, there's so much more energy there. And when we focus on gratitude, we're focusing on what we have already. And, and we go and we go from there and then we can manifest based on that. I think we should probably conclude this. <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about a lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, just, just, to, just to like recap and like brief real quick. Um, the unknown is not scary like you think it is. Not what you think it is. Um, <laughs> okay, this is uh, great session, Carla. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, the Wicked Space Podcast. Um, sorry, with the background noise. I can't. I can't understand what you're saying, Carla. With the background noise. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just just briefly. Did you want to continue, or do you want to? What do you want to do? Uh, no, let's just Where stop. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop here. Thanks Where's everyone for tuning in. <laughs> Bye. Bye.